what are we really fearing here? What I encourage everybody to fear most is the price of regret. Wondering a couple of years down the line, what if you went for it? What if you took your shot? What if you approached that stranger? What if you started that side hustle? What if you went for it? I believe it's people that die young or like people that retire early because they lose a little bit of a sense of purpose. It doesn't take time for the universe to manifest what you desire. It just takes you getting into the correct frequency. And it's easier said than done, but you know when you're in that frequency because you're able to shape shift and manifest things to you instantaneously. Hello, my name is Aaron Wexler and welcome to another episode of Within the Game. Let's go. Within the game is all about how to treat your craft and your life like a game so you can stay inspired, have more fun, and really ultimately find fulfillment. And, uh, you know, I just love just exploring this idea of inspiration, right? That's what it's all about, just sharing more inspiration. So thank you to the listeners and the fans of the show. If you'd like to support the show, a great way to do that is to grab a copy of my book, The Inspired Athlete, which is a combination of how athletics, personal growth, and spirituality can really help us all tap into the energy of the inspired athlete, which I believe is within us all. And my ask for the audience is if you could please uh, share this episode with anyone you think would benefit from it. Also, also, if you could give the channel a like and subscribe, all those things really do help out. And also please uh, follow and support my guests. Today's guest for the second time is the one and only Craig Siegel. Craig, thanks so much for being here, man. Thank you so much for having me, brother. A second time, I feel honored. I love you. You're genuinely a brother to me. There's no place in the world that I'd rather be than right here with you. Let's get into it. Let's have some fun. Let's get absolutely nuts. Appreciate you, man. So Craig's an entrepreneur, speaker, podcast host, marathon runner, galactic traveler in training, and most recently, a Wall Street Journal bestselling author for his new book, The Reinvention Formula. Let's go. Your IG is at Craig Siegel. You have a, a great, beautiful podcast called The CLS Experience with Craig Siegel. And also, you're the host of the CLS membership Zoom calls, which I'm a member of. So again, thanks so much for being here, man. And you know, you know, I usually start with this idea of like inspired living, right? But since you're on for the second time, I'm going to ask you about the inspired athlete. What does that mean to you, man? I guess I would consider myself an inspired athlete because I run marathons. In fact, I'm signed up right now for the New York City one, which is in less than two months. When I think of an inspired athlete, I think of my definition would be emotionally and spiritually invested into what it is that I'm doing in regards to running. Like for me, it's a lot more than just physical. I think most people, when they think of athleticism, they think of physicality. But for me, it's like, it's like I'm romantic about running. If I'm being honest, I'm inspired, right? I'm not just motivated to run. I'm inspired. There's just something so special and deep below the surface. When, when I run, when I connect and I push myself and I showcase what's possible that this vessel can do, but it's really the soul inside. Um, so, so everything in between, man, I love that. So, so speak to running for a a little bit because, you know, a, a big part of my audience is athletes, you know, and and I, again, going back to my message, I feel like that's that inspired athlete energy is within us all. So, you know, like, how do you tap into that energy through running when you don't feel inspired, when you just feel like crap or you just don't want to don't want to even like get up or do anything, you know? Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't have that feeling because <laughs> I'm an inspired athlete. And it's so you know, I don't really do stuff that I don't want to do in life. Now, that's not to say that as far as I know, I'm human. And so there are days or moments when maybe I'm not in the mood to do something that I know needs to get done. You know, for me, running is such a treat. And it's such an honor to be able to go out there and run and connect and talk to God and do some great stuff. And, And I will never not be grateful for it. And one of the reasons why I'm talking so deeply about running with you right now is because I discovered running really during a really dark season when I was desperately looking for purpose and meaning of my life, aside from my career, which I was not passionate about at the time. And I found that in running. And that led to just becoming a better human being and really falling in love with myself and finding myself and eventually making me available to doing what I'm doing now, which is my assignment and hopefully impacting the world and so forth. And so 
every single day when I look at my schedule, because I'm training right now, so uh, I'm in training camp and I know that five days a week I have a run, I'm genuinely excited about it. Now, are there days when my legs are tired because I'm, you know, really working at it and, um, you know, uh, feels like I'm running with cement? Sure, sometimes. Um, but I'm I'm just so grateful to get out there and, and just run. I don't really have an opponent. It, it's just me, the concrete god, and, and myself. Yeah. I just love it so much. So I'm very, very, very grateful for running. And I know that to some extent, some people don't have the opportunity to wake up and, and go for a run for whatever reason. So I am super grateful for being able to go outside and, and go for a run. And I will never take that for granted. Yeah. No, that's awesome. You know, and, and just a big part of this whole inspiration journey and, you know, f feeling fulfilled journey is moving, right? Breathing and moving. And that's part of my message, which is whatever your outlet is running, even just walking. I went for a morning walk today. I, I really enjoy my morning walks, but whatever it is, right? Just like feeling that gratitude and just being like so enthralled with your own energy, right? Like that's that to me is like the inspired athlete energy. Um, and, and I want to carry that further with you, you know, talk, I know you ask all your guests on your show, which you have a great podcast, by the way, everyone should go check out your podcast, but you ask, uh, what is your superpower? So I'm going to turn that back to you, man. What is your superpower, Craig? Yeah, I think we all have many superpowers. That's the interesting part. I think there's a couple that come to mind. I think determination, I'm really yeah. determined with certain yeah. things that I'm passionate about, um, I'm gritty. I have a maniacal drive, but but that probably goes hand in hand with determination. And maybe my superpower is the simple fact that I've discovered that we're not going to be here forever. Yeah. And I have a sense of urgency with my life. And one of the ways that I'm able to leverage that is to be so present and mindful in everything that I do, which is what I am right now with you. I don't care about anything else in the world. I just want to be able to connect, build rapport, and deliver a great conversation. And so determination, maniacal drive, um, but but also just the, the understanding and knowing that I figured out a few years back is that we got to make every single second count. We do not get a sequel as far as I know. And, and I'm here for it, brother. And, and I want to get to the end of life and not try to figure out the price of regret because I want to make sure that I did everything that I felt called to do, did the best that I could, and essentially made every single moment really, really, really count. And I think some people get this realization a little bit later in life. It took me 35 years, but better late than never. And I have it now. And I hope that everybody listening right now feels a little bit encouraged to really start being in the moment and making every second count. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. One of the superpowers that I think you have, you know, uh, just being a, a friend of yours for a while now and, and being a member of the community is your ability to articulate, you know, that articulation uh, for all these concepts and more, right? Like, and, and just being curious too, I would throw that in there as well. But the articulation for me is it's just so inspiring to watch you articulate and what that really does is it helps attract right and so um i just appreciate your articulation it's something that i've been working on myself um but i was hoping you could articulate the idea of being available because i've heard you talk about that so much and for the listeners the audience you know just just explain that what does that really mean being available yeah. before i answer that i want to acknowledge you one of your superpowers because <laughs> you just use the word and I immediately subconsciously associate it with you. And I think it's a great trait to possess. And that is curiosity. You're very curious. You often have <laughs> so many different things as, yeah. as you should. In regards to becoming available, one of my favorite chapters in the book. And when I think of becoming available, I think of getting into that frequency where you can actually become a vibrational match for the abundance or whatever it is that you're looking to attract. And for so long, I was not available. I was plugged into the matrix. I was going around the machine. I was a spoke on the wheel, right? And, and to take that a step further, like I think everybody can relate in some capacity to reading a book or watching a movie during one season of their life. And then maybe reading or watching that same film or book later at a different season of life, but maybe the second time they were more available. And as a result, they had a totally different experience. 
So when I think about two years ago, when I had that tumor going into the marathon yeah. that I talk about, I reread the secret. And up until that point, I'd been a mindset guy, NLP through and through. If I couldn't see it, I couldn't buy in. But during this season, I was much more available and open-minded. And as a result, I read The Secret and I started going down this path of quantum and energy and vibrations. And, and that changed my life. And that stuff was really helped me quantum leap, if you will, in all aspects of life. And so when I say becoming available, it's being open-minded and being able to connect and really be a match for what it is that you're looking to attract in your life. Man, well said. Um, yeah, and, and thank you for the, you know, for uh, acknowledging my curiosity. I mean, the curiosity part, you know, just for everyone, um, curiosity is just like, you got to have that, right? And like, and this podcasting journey, which I want to talk about in a little bit, has like, really not just empowered, but like, kind of catapulted my my curiosity, right? Because we get, as podcast hosts, we get to connect with so many different people and offer this as a platform. And like, it just really catapults that curiosity, right? But now I'm curious, let's get, let's get into the book because I'm curious about your book writing journey, right? I've watched it, I've been a part of it, you know? And for the audience, talk about what was the nudge inside of you that was like, hey, I got a message. Maybe I should write a book. Talk about that. Yeah, to be honest with you, when I set the intention and put together the vision for CLS and I was really going to do this thing, I thought really, really, really big, but also I thought really intentionally. And I think as a juicy nugget for the listeners today, I would encourage everybody to live their life with intentionality, right? So when I put together this vision, I created this 10-lane highway of different ways to make an impact. So it wouldn't be just one. It was coaching speaking, community, podcast, book deal, and so forth. And the book deal, I just thought would be a, a cool way to have another vessel or another way to allocate inspiration to people in a different capacity. But I wasn't ready when I first started. So as I like to say, marry the process, divorce the outcome, I put it out there. And then I kind of just divorced from it. And, and I kept the work going and I was compounding and I was building. And I think there, there's a couple lessons. And number one, when you want something so bad, Sometimes you subconsciously create this resistance because you fear not having it. So I made sure not to do that. I wanted personally to have a book deal as opposed to self-publishing. does not mean I'm right or self-publisher is wrong. I just had the mindset like it'd be like a movie coming out backed by a big studio. It added some credibility. And so sure. I divorced from that and I just kept building. And then Wiley ended up coming to us and I renegotiated a very big deal in advance I'm very vocal about that. I had the mindset like I wasn't afraid to lose the deal. And they said yes. And then they had one stipulation. They had a very tight turnaround. I said, okay. And, and what I learned from that is, you know, I'm a, I'm a very inspired cat, inspired athlete, if you will. Mm -hmm. But there's something different about having outside expectations. Sure. And for the first time in quite some time, I had these outside expectations because Wiley, a major publisher, had a deadline. And they paid me and I got to hit that. And so I created this process. I'll never forget December, 2022. I woke up every day at 4 a.m., pitch blackout a little bit earlier than usual before the rest of the world or most of the world. And I would just write for an hour a day, maybe cool. about 1, 1,500 words. And it just started flowing out of me. And, and the book kind of took on a life that it started writing itself. And I was literally complete after the month of December. One month, it was done. And I, I did do this one thing and I think it's it's a good suggestion for any aspiring authors out there is I promise myself to not reread or go back and edit and just do a brain dump for the first month. Let me get a first draft and then we can go back and you know keep what we like, leave the whatever the case may be. And as a result, I was able to keep the momentum going and not stop and go backwards. And so one month I was done. Yeah, man, it's so cool. And also for people uh, to realize, you know, I look, man, I was there you know, in the, in those group calls and the zoom calls, you know, even with the, with the quantum calls, you know, and, and what was so cool to watch you is that you were always hyping other people up. You were always celebrating other people's projects for a long time, for a few years, you know, you were always promoting other people's books and, um, and, you know, you're always in, encouraging people on their writing journey. And then uh, again, promotion left and right. Oh, get this person's book, get, including me, right? Including my book. 
and then you did it yourself. And that that was really cool for me to see because, you know, when when you're creating a community and you're creating, um, you know, one of the lanes on that highway that you mentioned, a lot of that has to be it has to come from a deep place from within you because from for so long for me like I was looking around and you know this about me I was looking around so much what is this person doing what is that person doing and it wasn't until I got really quiet and I was like I got something to offer you know and I went on that journey and, and I would I would encourage anyone listening to this to really get quiet you know, you could look around a little bit for inspiration, look at people like Craig, look at people like, you know, whoever inspires you, but then it's time to get quiet and start to listen to the channels. And that's the next thing I want to ask you about. I asked you this at your book signing, which is how much of this book was channeled? Yeah, um, I would say most of it <laughs> because I didn't have a lit agent and I didn't have a manuscript. So I set myself up with the process and I just let it flow. I let it rip. Yeah. And basically it was like writing itself. And, you know, I'm listening, to, I'll be honest, the audiobook just came out and, and I said this very publicly. I was like, I'm not claiming to be the greatest author by any means. It's my first time, but the audiobook, now that's an experience. And I was super pumped for it to drop and it just did. And I've been listening to it myself on my runs. And I just kind of want to take, I like to do my, film work like, a, like i think of like belichick the coach of the patriots like doing film work so you could critique yourself see i might be able to improve and i'm listening to this thing and it's just i'm having a really really good time with it it hits differently and i think it's so helpful and there's so many nuggets for everybody in there um and i'm just super proud of it but the book essentially flowed out of me and there's a very very intentionality to it it's a bit about my story it's what i learned along the way the setbacks the obstacles the lessons extracted but you should read it from start to finish as opposed to like picking up any chapter, although you probably could do that as well. But looking back now, as I'm kind of re-listening to it, it's pretty cool to see how it just flowed out and the organization of it. And so forth. there's a first time author, I'm super happy with it. Yeah, no, it's great, man. Congrats. And you know, those 41 chapters do flow. They're, they're like real short and digestible, which I appreciate. Yeah. But, um, Maybe maybe you could do this for the audience right now. Maybe you could kind of define reinvention. What does that mean? It's interesting that you ask that because we have a TED Talk next month. And yeah. I don't think I publicly said this, but of course I'll tell you and your listeners, the theme of our TED Talk is reinventing reinvention. Hmm. And what I mean by that is, I think when most people think of the term reinvention, they think of starting over, starting from scratch. Yeah. And I want to scrap that. When I think of the term reinvention, I think of taking all your life experiences, lessons, wisdom, and then allocating that to something else. What something else you might ask? That one thing that you've been denied, the one thing that you always wanted to do. What was that whisper? And then taking all the lessons, experiences, and leaning into that. And that's what, what I think of when I think of the term reinventing yourself or reinvention. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for being a fan of the show. I really appreciate your support. And if you'd like to further support the podcast, please grab a copy of my book, The Inspired Athlete. Uh, the Inspired Athlete is all about my personal growth journey, my athletic journey, my spiritual journey, all combined into one. And really the idea is that um, the energy of the inspired athlete is within us all and it's up to us to evoke that. And uh, whether you consider yourself an athlete or a competitor or not, it's my belief that the energy of the inspired athlete is within us. Even if you just decide to take a deep breath and just move your body, that's the inspired athlete. So it would mean a lot if you could help support the book project as well as the podcast by grabbing a copy, uh, links to the Amazon uh, paperback version as well as the Audible um, audiobook version are listed below in the description. Thank you very much for your support. Stay inspired, y'all. Now, and I'll break that down a little bit more because, you know, that word is, it could be a little daunting, just like for me, like the word athlete, it's a little daunting. Like, let's say you're not an athlete, you don't identify with an athlete it's like okay is that me you know and again my message is that we all have that energy in us the inspired athlete but the word reinvention almost kind of implies like i gotta like reinvent myself completely which is a little daunting it's like whoa what do i need you know how do i do that you know 
Um, so I guess the next question is like, does reinvention, is that like a daily thing? Is it like a once a year thing? Is it like, you know, every so often, you know, how do we reinvent ourselves time-wise? Like, you know what I mean? Great question. I know exactly what you mean. Great question. I think everybody should be looking to reinvent themselves in some capacity every so often. In other words, like shedding old skins and identities and expanding. I think of the word expansion. And it's like, I look at some of my content from three months ago <laughs> and, and I don't even recognize that cat because I'm constantly growing and expanding and shedding old skins and identities and reinventing myself, right? Like for example, a lot of people want me to coach them or help them with personal branding. A couple of years ago, I wasn't talking about personal branding. I was talking about mindset yeah. and stuff like that. But we've done a really good job of building a personal brands. So of course, I want to give that back. But essentially, that's a little bit of a reinvention. I'm always looking to level up and expand and reinvent my current perceived self-worth and capacity. And I always want to plow through that capacity. And I continuously reinvent my identity. Now, to answer your question very specifically, do you need to do it every single day? I don't think so. But every so often, once a month or every couple months, how can you play bigger? How can you think bigger? How can you remove limitations? And to an extent, I think that's reinventing your identity. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, after reading your book, the main theme I get from it is it's up to you. Choose. You want this current reality that you're in? Okay. Do you want something else? Okay. Right? Because it's up to you. You know, and you can choose that and through all the things that you talk about, especially the quantum, which I want to get into in a little bit and spirituality. Um, but I want to I, I want to ask you a few other things first. You know, you you often talk about this idea of what if it goes right? And I was hoping you could break that down. And, you know, before you do, I feel like a lot of people are always thinking about what's going to go. What if this happens or what if that happens? Right. What's going to go wrong or, you know, prepping myself for this scenario or that scenario. And I love how you offer that idea of what if it goes right? What if I could like visualize and plan and like like, uh, you know, feel the feels of when it goes right or my desired outcomes happen? So, yeah. What does that mean? Break that down for us. I'm so happy that you asked this, brother, because everybody's heard the concept i imagine that thoughts become things they have a frequency they have energy if that's true which i do believe it is and we know that why would we then choose to think about what can go wrong how can that benefit us now just to be clear you should absolutely play chess and think about what potential obstacles might be there so i can play offense and get ahead of that but that's different to think about oh what are people going to say what if I look silly? Am I too old? Or uh, it's a saturated space. Like That doesn't do anybody any good. In fact, I think thinking about what can go wrong kills more dreams than anything else. So I want to encourage people to take all that energy that you're giving life to those particular thoughts and allocate that energy into the opposite. But what if it goes right? How good could you stand it? What if you fly? And then start thinking about that and give energy and life to that frequency. And then all of a sudden, you're operating from a different vibration. You're more optimistic. You're hopeful. You're resourceful. You're creative. You're thinking about what can go right. And that's contagious. And I know this is easier said than done, especially because people have been so conditioned to think about what can go wrong for so long. It's probably tough to try something new. But I want everybody to try today at those in this podcast to start shifting your energy just a little bit to what can go right. What if you fly and how good can you stand it? And watch all of a sudden how you start to create the space for creative, positive, and divine downloads to come into your life. Yeah. I mean, that to me is part of inspired living, right? That that to me is like, okay, if if I could spend a lot of time throughout the day constantly thinking about what's going to go right in my life that that just gives me the chills immediately right and then I start taking inspired action towards those things so I, that's why I love that um what do you think holds most people back uh and before you answer like 
we both know Dr. Michael Gervais. He talks a lot about FOPO. I know you talk about that a lot, which is fear of other people's opinions. Mm. Um, is it that? Is it self-doubt? Is it negative self-talk? Is it all those things together? And then how do we break through that crap? I think it's a little bit of, of all of the above. It's yeah. fear. It's fear of failure. Some people fear of success, fear of judgment, fear of what other people are going to think about them, fear of looking silly, and everything in between. And it's like, how big is your ego, hmm. right? This is a paradigm shift that you care so much about what other people think about you. How's that for a paradigm shift? It's not even about you, right? It's about who you can help, what kind of impact you can make. Can you get into alignment? Can you contribute to the world? And so, look, I speak from contrast, but I spent a very, very long time, more time than I'd like to admit, but it was part of the journey, caring what other people would think. I was inauthentic. I was a people pleaser. I showed up to the world in a way that I thought I was supposed to or that the world wanted to see me. I built up this, this facade. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that got me nowhere fast. It put me in a dead end. And so for anybody listening right now that wants to do big, great, epic stuff, let's identify what is it exactly? What is the fear of that's holding you back? And if we can build some sort of awareness now, all of a sudden, we have an opportunity to potentially change it or replace it. Yeah. So if it is what other people think, well, why are you spending so much time about the validation of others whose opinions aren't even valid, if we're being honest? Who cares, right? And, and if it's about looking silly, everybody was once a beginner. I mean, go look at my first piece of content, right? Go to your favorite show and like look at season one, watch the pilot when they didn't have a budget yet. Like it probably looks a little silly, but you can't be afraid to start. And in regards to the fear of failure, which I think is a really, really big one, failure just means that you're trying, right? It, it, it's a part of the process. It's actually imperative that you fail and fail often because then you collect the data, you learn lessons, you become more battle tested and you can apply that to something else and be better for it. Now, being a failure, that's a little different. That's finite. But as long as you can see up, you can get up. So what are we really fearing here? What I encourage everybody to fear most is the price of regret. Wondering a couple of years down the line, what if you went for it? What if you took your shot? What if you approached that stranger? What if you started that side hustle? What if you went for it? That is something that I could no longer live with. And that's why I leaned in. And I encourage people, if you're going to fear one thing, fear not taking your shot and going for it yeah uh, well said you always talk about the coi right the cost of inaction and i think that applies here um how do we reinvent ourselves while staying true to ourselves? if you're reinventing yourself to your current true authentic self then you're staying true to yourself right then and there and the truth of the matter is, is we're, the only thing that's really constant is change. We're changing, we're growing, we're evolving. Hopefully, I guess some people may not be. And I feel like if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Like I was dying on Wall Street. I, I realized when I got quiet in the pandemic that if I chose to go back, I was essentially, it was only about, I was dying a slow death. I was just existing. I wasn't even alive. And so if you're going to continuously reinvent yourself, that's good. Because you're probably, hopefully, reinventing yourself towards the person that you're becoming. That's why you're reinventing yourself in the first place. You always want to be thinking about, how can I level up? How can I grow? How can I think bigger? How can I expand? And I think this is, this is a really good conversation, but I'm happy that you're asking these specific questions. If you, do, if you look at data, like I believe it's people that die young or like people that retire early because they lose a little bit of a sense of purpose. Right? You always want to have, and that doesn't mean that you should be in your seat to grind for 80 years, but you should always have something that you're excited or enthusiastic about, something that keeps you getting out of bed in the morning, something that you're excited about, something that gives you meaning in your life, that helps you expand. And when you constantly are striving to spread your wings and expand in some capacity, you're always going to be reinventing yourself to that version of you. And I think that's healthy. Yeah, I, I think it's really healthy. And and I ask that because I feel like the idea of reinvention can also, you could also do that without staying true to yourself. You could reinvent yourself and go into a different lane for a different reason outside of being true to yourself. And, and I think, you know, it's good to be aware of that because I would say that that was not, that's not 
the you know a great way to apply this idea of reinvention i think reinvention is a great thing if you're being true to who you really are which we're going to get into in a second i got a big section on spirituality here because who you really are is in my opinion this this divine energy coming through in this human experience right and like really being true to that as you reinvent yourself rather than reinventing yourself being you know something outside of that right like that should be prioritized and and being confident to do that and being you know doing mirror work you know i i really love mirror work like staring at yourself and being like who am i and one of the things i like to do throughout the day which has been really helpful for me lately which i'd love to get your opinion on is like asking myself who am i and what am i here for and that helps me with my own reinvention you, does that resonate with you Yes, I, I think everybody should do that if they're finding themselves like maybe not doing what they think they should be doing. I'm curious, if you don't mind me asking, tell me a little bit more about mirror work because I'm not super familiar. Just literally staring at yourself in the mirror for quite some time. And it's I started with 10 seconds and it like it <laughs> kind of got weirded out. I'm like, whoa, it's kind of strange. But now I do it for up to like a minute or even more. And it's it's powerful. It's very powerful, not mirror work where you're like, oh, I look like this today or I got like a smudge right here. I got, you know, not that kind of mirror work, mirror work where it's just like. There I am, here yeah. I am, you know, and it's kind of like you get the chills and you're like you get a little fired up because you're like, here I am. Let's go do the thing, right? Yeah. Whatever the thing may be, you know, do you think you're in 100 percent alignment right now with what you're supposed to be doing? Or are you still kind of looking for some clarity to figure out what that next thing is? That's a great question. You know, lately, I've been feeling more and more aligned with the connections that I'm making through this platform that we're on right now, man. I've, I've connected with so many different people and it fires me up and it makes me feel alive when I do these podcast sessions and I explore these ideas. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to that feeling more and more consistently through this platform, which makes me really happy, you know? Good, brother. Uh, you're great at it. So I'm happy. Thank I you. And, and I agree with you. I appreciate that. So let's let's jump right into spirituality, man. This is really the, the, the core of what I want to ask you about, because I asked you earlier if you channeled this book. And I guess to uh, to define channeling, it's kind of a tough one. But, you know, when you channel something, you're 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 being available, you're being open, you're ready for downloads, maybe spiritual downloads from the divine or God or you know, um, and you're, you're getting out of your own way. I feel like when you channel, you can really separate ego and true self and you can, and you can see your ego and be like, Oh, that's, that's my ego. I don't need you right now. I'm going to get back to my true self, which is this expression of the divine. You know, it's an individual expression of the divine. And when we really feel that, I feel like we can channel. And so I want to ask you about being a steward of source, <laughs> which I brought up the other day in, in the Zoom call, right? Being a steward of source, what does that mean to you? So I asked you the other day to define the word steward. And I think just to give the audience some context, I think you should define it again, and then I'll give you my answer. <laughs> so to me, a steward is someone who's really taking care of a passenger, right? Um, you can think about a steward on a train, right? Coming by, making sure they have plenty of food, plenty of drink, um, almost like a, almost like a, a flight attendant, so to speak, right? A steward, right? So, but when I'm, when I talk about steward of source, I'm like, okay, I, I can feel the source within me. I'm going to steward that source. I'm going to make sure that source is taken care of so it can come through me in a really powerful, beautiful, amazing, um, deliberate, way yeah beautifully said beautiful definition and and so remind me the question what yeah what so i i just want your take on, yeah I, I just want your take on that because i feel like where i'm going with this is i feel like you you've started to be a steward of source for yourself throughout the last couple of years man since we connected a couple of years ago and it's so cool to watch you be more and more and more of that steward and like really kind of like own that be like yeah i'm a steward of my own source through these these spiritual um awakenings and 
the your own curiosity for this whole existence, you know, your exploration of the Kabbalah, your exploration through all these texts. Um, but it's it's coming through. It's coming through in the way you speak and it's coming through in the way you lead the group. So I was hoping you could just kind of talk about like how you do that, how that resonates for you. And do you consider yourself a steward of source? Based upon your definition, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I just feel very, very cold to do what I'm doing now, where you it kind of brings me back full circle to the beginning of the conversation when you talk about like inspired athlete. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm an inspired soul. Yeah. And, you know, I went through a lot of dark seasons. There was there was a lot of uncertainty, unpredictability and inauthenticity and, and just misery for lack of better words. And I finally was available to get that connection. And then now I just feel like this is my assignment is to explore, to learn, to give back, to help, to encourage, to elevate, to lift up. And that's what I'm doing. And I think we're joking around before we record and you're right. There's nothing that makes me happier or more excited than to see people I care about winning and collaborating and doing big epic stuff because there is zero scarcity in my mindset. I believe there is so much more than anyone can ever imagine for us to all to win and win big. Whatever your definition of winning is, I think about winning is being successful in your career, your relationships, fitness, faith, spirituality, all the things. And when I see people come together and do great things, no ego, I get so excited. Yeah. And if the if the it's like a conscious revolution. Could you imagine if everybody can do some more conscious work and, and unplug and, and realize what's really important? This is kind of cliche, you know, that's not too corny, but like how much better would the world be? It would be so much less divisive and so forth. And so I love seeing people really understand what they're capable of with a big heart and do big, great, epic stuff. So based upon your definition, yes, I would consider myself that. And it, it's such a beautiful, fun uh, and interesting journey to say the least. Yeah, totally. It really is. And so the next part of this is, you know, when you, when you become a steward of source, so to speak, I feel like your manifesting powers increase, right? You can start manifesting a little bit more in the quantum. And, and you know, you and I both know that word is being thrown around more and more these days, right? Uh, manifesting, being a manifester and all that yeah. stuff. For me, I, I believe that's why we're here. We're here to uh, realize that we are manifestors of energy and how that energy manifests is up to us. But we are here to manifest our own unique energy and then also create other energies um talk a little bit about manifesting in the quantum because i know you have a chapter on it and i got it right here and i love what you talk about so for the audience you know manifesting in the quantum what does that mean yeah so i love that you said energy because one thing that i realized recently is that energy can't really be created or destroyed it can only be transformed yeah Right. And the best way to do that is to take energy from source and then allocate it to what you want to create in this world. Yes. Right. And yes. I never said that. And you opened up the space for that breakthrough right there. <laughs> yes, man. So thank you for that. Um, I just think it's the most beautiful thing. We're all connected. And when we can take that and, and really connect, we can create, we can manifest. And what does manifest mean to me? I think that you have to set an intention and then divorce from that and, and be available, be a vibrational match by being optimistic, removing limiting beliefs, letting go of scarcity, thinking of, in abundance, being around the right people, situations that elevate your state. And then you have the ability to, to manifest anything you want. It doesn't take time for the universe to manifest what you desire. It just takes you getting into the correct frequency. And it's easier said than done but you know when you're in that frequency because you're able to shape, shift, and manifest things to you instantaneously. Yeah, and aligning with that energy, right? I mean, you talk a lot about prosperity, right? You've had some financial success and and like I've heard you talk about, you told me this before. You're just like, you know, go, go into a fancy restaurant, go to a fancy place, you know, like align with the energy of wealth, you know, uh, first, you know, feel it and then start to, you know, take necessary steps to get there but like feeling that that that's a huge part of manifesting i believe especially in the quantum i know you've done a lot of research about quantum can you break that down for the audience like what is the quantum field 
I know Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about that, but like, I want to hear this from Craig Siegel. So I, I haven't done a ton of, of a deep dive into Dr. Joe's work. I hear great mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um, But to my understanding, the way that I describe it is kind of what we're just talking about. There's this energetic field from source connecting the universe, all that stuff. Everything, it's a vibrational universe, right? Like even this coffee mug is energy, right? And yeah. it's like, you think it's a coffee mug? It's like, you're, you're, it's your ego. It's really just energy. And when you're able to connect to that and realize that this is just a vessel, this this five foot seven and a half astronaut, you know, man suit that's talking to you. Obviously, you're as much more <laughs> handsome than mine, but it it holds our soul and the spirit, right? So we look a little differently, but we both have access to the same amount of potential. And this is where it gets really deep. I believe all of us have access to this energy field or potential. I believe that me, you, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Vince McMahon on Schwarzenegger, anyone that's done some pretty cool epic stuff, we all have the same amount. The greats, the trailblazers, the ones that put a real dent in the universe, they figured out how to tap into a higher percentage of their potential, right? And so one thing I'm learning in Kabbalah right now is like, picture like we all have this light in us and it's very bright, but over time in life and disempowering experiences or thoughts or negativity or whatever, a curtain keeps getting put over our light more and more and more. And as a result, we're not shining as bright and we're losing our access to the potential. But our light, if you will, is not actually damaged. It's just concealed. And once we realize that, we can do things and be strategic to take those curtains off so we can shine brighter and then energetically manifest and shape shift and, and create a life of our liking and desire. And so like, I don't think limitations in this world. Now, just to be clear, Sometimes I have to say to myself, can I think bigger? And I catch myself Or now we're growing rapidly. We have a team and, and I'm surrounding myself with people that can check me, which is what I always wanted. And they'll be like, what about this? And I'm like, you know what? That's a great point. So we just have to continuously understand that there is really no limitations. We create them, right? We're meant to be abundant. So once we are aware of that, we can figure out different ways to remove more and more curtains so we can shine bright and we can tap into a higher percentage of our own unique individual potential. Yes. Okay. Real Dude, deep. Bro, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? And that light, let's talk about that for a little bit more in the ascension, in the spiritual ascension ladder that I, I shared with you that, that, that resonated with you, right? Let's talk about that right now because I feel like the light that you're talking about, it gets brighter and brighter as we keep ascending along this ladder so for the audience this is a cool moment that i get to share this with everyone because i've been thinking about this for a while and this just seems like an appropriate time and place um to share this so the the ascension this could be for female as well but the the male ascension spiritual ladder is is you you you're a boy and then you become a man and then you become a king then you become a hero after hero you get to become a wizard and really really realize your manifestation powers after that a sage you give it all away and then you become a galactic traveler <laughs> so how do, how, what yeah does that mean? Well, galactic traveler can you define that for the listeners <laughs> galactic traveler you know we chuckle about that but for me what that means is like this is just one planet around one star you know, in in a galaxy of just one of millions and millions and millions. And can we travel through the cosmos? In my opinion, after we make that spiritual spiritual ascension through that ladder, I feel like we can start to start to do some astral travel um, and and be available to to go through with our own spiritual practice, right? Through meditation, through lucid dreaming through intentional spiritual work, we can become available to visit the cosmos. I believe it. I believe you. And it's kind of deep, right? Because it's like, well, let's stay grounded. Let's be here. Let's be, you know, let's going back to my whole idea of inspired living and, you know, even reinvention and being an inspired athlete that that's all for this experience right here, right now. And that's, that's, those are good things that I think we should be, 
trying to master this living experience here and now. But I wanted to share that spiritual ascension because first of all, it's just kind of fun. You know, like I was in your intro, I was like galactic traveler in training. I like to consider myself that as well as I continue on the ascension ladder. I think it, I, th I know that we're kind of kidding around, but I know we're both not also. I think it's really beautiful what you came up with. And I buy in, I subscribe. I, I feel like it's like the Aaron Wexler framework <laughs> how to elevate your consciousness in life. Because I believe that's what you're referring to. Someone's consciousness become more and more available. And I really think it's beautiful. Straight up. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's, it's, I can't take full credit for myself. I, I've just, you know, for all the, the learning and the curiosity that I've had and been in multiple groups and talking with multiple people, that's just a, a, an ascension, a spiritual ascension ladder that I really subscribe to. And I, I like to consider, I like to consider it, you know, it's a consideration is really what it is. It's like, where am I at on the, on the spirit? And I want to make sure I'm going that, that way. Right. I don't want to go backwards, you know? Um, and I think that's part of it too. Whatever label those things are, they, they, there, there could be many steps that those are seven steps. There, there could be many. Um, but I think we want to make upward trajectory. Right. And even the whole idea of going back to my thing, which is inspired living, which I think is what we're, we're supposed to be doing more of throughout the day, throughout our life. We're not, we're not that in that zone all the time. We have things that happen and we go through things, but we can stay on that trajectory, right? And I think I would I would say the same for you, right? Can we stay on the trajectory of realizing that we can reinvent ourselves? Can we stay on that trajectory? We don't have to reinvent ourselves every day or every season, but just knowing that that's possible, you know, I think that's a great trajectory to be on. It's like tapping into this this energy field of expansion right we should always be looking to grow and not be stagnant i think that's the most beautiful thing is when you're on the journey of growing and evolving and spreading like i don't believe we're put here to get somewhere and then just coast right we should always be a learner in some capacity like i'm a student right now in this kabbalah course and you know i obviously do a lot of coaching and mentoring and stuff like that so for me it's so refreshing to be on the other end right now and it's just beautiful. And I don't, I don't know much compared to how much is out there. I know that. And so I just love to continuously learn new things, tap into different technologies, different energy sources, different wisdoms, if you will. It's just beautiful, brother. Straight yeah. up. Yeah, same with me. Let's shift a little bit here, but let's use what we just talked about as we shift. So, you know, the whole idea of being a steward of source. How does that translate to being a steward of audience? Which I kind of brought up in that Zoom call the other day and just carrying that question further a little bit, you know, I think I think both of us are students of Gary Vee, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Gary Vee talks a lot about attention is the new currency, right? So when you, you're a leader of, you know, um, well, you're a leader in general, but, you know, you have the CLS membership, you have the, your podcast, you're a speaker, you know, a lot of people listen to you and look up to you, you know, how how can you tie everything that we just talked about with spirituality, allow that to come through, and now all of a sudden you're becoming a steward of audience? I just want to see everybody win, brother. I, I want yeah. I want to help everybody. I want to encourage people. I think it's so much more fun when we're all winning and high-fiving each other. Yeah. And like, who wants to win alone? And it's just a, a selfless mentality and i'm not the best person or i don't i haven't mastered remove my ego but i'm trying doing the best that i can and, and i'm definitely getting better every day and i just want to help everybody elevate and i know what it feels like to be feel stuck and out of alignment and then i know what it feels like to be in alignment and that's just the most abundant beautiful fulfilling life there is and i want the people that i care about which is you and, and everyone in our community support to feel that experience and do great stuff together. That's just my mission right now, straight up. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And and I ask about audience because I think it's really relatable. Not, not everyone's going to be an author or a speaker or a podcast host, but most people have social media, right? They're going to be posting, right? And they're going to be waiting for reactions, you know? And I think that's, that's why I'm asking that to make that relatable to everyone because we... In my opinion, as we move forward in this next uh, phase of our technology, 
all of us are going to be more and more channels. Talk about channeling. Well, I think we're all going to have our own individual channels. We already have that now, but it's going to be intensified. So that's why I'm asking about this idea of steward of audience, because we all have our own audiences, you know, and how can we be, how can we increase our stewardship a little bit more so that we can really take care of our audience and really like listen to them and, and, and not just provide as much value as we can to them, because that's number one, we want to continue to provide value, but also to, to, to make sure that the audience, our audience is a part of us and we're a part of them and, and we can grow, like you just said, we can grow together, you know, and share our wins. Cause that's, that's my thing is like, I want to, I want, as I continue on my ascension path, uh, spiritually, I want other people to come with, because like you just said, I want, we, we should all be winning together. We should all be inspired together because then it becomes a party, you know, then it's a party. Then we're, now we're just sharing ideas and, and, um, um, you know, we do the work the work right we do the work on our own so that when we come to the party we can keep the expansion going and never go backwards i you really know? love how into that word you are right now stewards yeah it's, yeah i mean it's really resonating with you and it's awesome it's contagious yeah. well that's kind of what we are as podcast hosts too right like we're stewards of information and curiosity not just audience, but like all those things. Right. And that's what fires me up. You know, I, I love to explore these concepts and ideas and, and really kind of help shape what's going to happen next. Right. That's creation. Yeah. That's yeah. deliberate creation. Yeah. I love it, bro. I love you, man. Gives you I love you too, man. Uh, let, let's, um, as we kind of get to the end of our, this isn't our... even a conversation right now. This is an experience. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, well, let's let's talk about podcasting for a minute. You know, you talk about your journey as a podcaster, and then also, what's the future of podcasting look like? I think podcast. I mean, the industry is huge right now. It's only growing. Yeah. Um, additionally, as I just experienced with my book launch, like I don't know how relevant like TV shows or radio and stuff like that is anymore. So I think like going on podcasts that are big and spreading your message is only going to strengthen. And also it's really cool for you to build a platform to just find your voice and be authentic and build yeah. a personal brand. And, you know, one of my favorite parts of it, it's also monetized, which is great. Yeah. But one of my favorite parts about the podcast is it creates this vessel, almost like an excuse to collaborate with really cool people that you might not have had an opportunity to collaborate with if it weren't for this excuse or this podcast. And then you get to collab and, and connect, have a really meaningful conversation and hopefully build a relationship. And that's really beautiful. And it makes the world much smaller if you think about it. Yeah. You can connect with anybody and you can have them on your podcast. Totally. So I, I think it's only going to grow. One stat that I am a little concerned with or disappointed is that i saw some stats recently that shows that most people quit after a couple episodes yeah i would like to see more people stick it out and, and maybe formulate more of a plan and it's okay to do solo episodes and talk you know do something that you're passionate about as well um so i, I love the podcasting and, and also like i think you can relate when i'm speaking to someone that i'm very fond of and we're just go, we're rapping and we're having a great rapport like i have the biggest smile on my face there's mm -hmm. nothing I'd be yeah. doing like this conversation right here yeah. it's just beautiful and, and i love to connect so that's in regards to the podcasting and you asked me a second question but i was so into that one <laughs> yeah no I, I i just to respond to that um yes the podcast podcasts for me i think they're gonna keep growing on these individual channels uh i think more and more people are realizing that there's no rules in podcasting that's that's one of the coolest parts about it there are no rules you can just do whatever you want you can talk about whatever you want which is super empowering i think more and more people are leaving traditional media and they're creating their own media channels um and to speak to what you said about uh, most podcasters kind of don't stick it out because it is a lot of work right it's a lot of work when you when you really think about it um I heard Mr. Beast recently say, if you want to get traction on YouTube, create a hundred videos first and then we'll talk, right? Like you got to really stick it out for at least a hundred episodes or videos or whatever you're doing to put media out there. Yeah. yeah. Like we could talk about strategy after a hundred, right? But like to get to a hundred, I think is a, it's a good goal to like start, you know? 
Yeah. Also, like, how bad do you want it? Why are you doing it in the first place? What's your why? Um, yeah, it, it's a beautiful platform. And it just takes the same the same traits that make you successful anywhere in life. The same for growing a podcast. Discipline, consistency, commitment, uh, and, and all everything in between. What do you think about... Um... Oh, I want to ask you about this because Gary Vee, like I said before, I'm a big student of his. He recently said everyone should have a podcast. Do you believe that? No. Okay. I, you know, I, don't, I don't know if my mom should have a podcast, you know? Okay. All right. Um, but but I think that more people should be open-minded and lead into it. But I don't know if, you know, if 100% of the people need to have one per se. Um, but but I do think it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful experience, beautiful platform. It's very helpful. Uh, and, and only good things seem to come out of it. So although maybe not 100%, but I would say a high percentage should lean in. I think it, it'll create some good opportunities and, and see if you like it. See if, you know, see what it leads to. It usually leads to great things. And like I always say, if it's not the thing, maybe it'll be the thing that leads to the thing. Or maybe you'll meet somebody from it. Yeah, I think the future will also include more uh, engagement. Speaking of engagement, if you're listening or watching this right now, write a comment to us. Let us know what you're taking away from this and, and um, you know, engage with us. We want to hear from you. Uh, I think I can speak for you on that. Right, Craig? Like 100%. I, the more and more engagement, I think, is it's just a good it, it adds that party vibe that I was talking about before. Right. I want to ask you about AI because uh regardless of whether we all like it or not it's going to be a part of our future in some capacity we, we, oh yeah yeah what do you think about ai and integrations it could be with podcasting or just in even in just society in general i think it's understandable to be skeptical because anytime something that like shatters what we're used to comes around people are skeptical yeah but form your own opinion and, and like you just said it, it ain't going anywhere right I would suggest leaning in and I, it took me a minute and then I realized, why am I not leaning in? It's an ego thing. I really am big on this human connection and rapport yeah. and, and that will never be replaceable, but there are certain things that AI can help us with to, to be more optimized and, and to do better job. Right. And, and so if it can help you and make things a little bit less complicated in certain areas, why not use that to your advantage? Right. So like, for example, editing stuff you mentioned, I haven't really dabbled with that, but I know ChatGPT is very popular right now. And, and I did experiment with that. And what I did notice is it's a great brainstorming buddy. And I'll give you an yeah. example. Like, let's just say I'm going to speak at a company. They hired me to speak. And I don't know so much about that specific industry. Right. If I can add ChatGPT some bullet points on it. Now all of a sudden I'm familiarized with what they do. And then I could take some of my tools and principles and apply it to what they do. And then everybody wins. So I, I think that's a positive. I, I think that it's a case by case, but it, it's ignorant to not realize that it's going to be here. So you might as well is bring your guard down a little bit and see how you might be able to, to benefit from it or how it might be able to add value to your life. Yeah. No, well said. Um, what advice do you have? for any upcoming content creators or anyone who might be listening or watching this and is like, man, man, I want to start a podcast or I want to get my social media game up or I want to da, 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 da. What, what advice can you give to that person? I would say, why is it that you want to do that? Like, like what does it mean for? And then once you're clear on that, figure out the strategy on, on how best to utilize it and lean in. And look, I'm a big believer in do a thing, do it well. I kind of only have two gears. It's like a hundred miles an hour or I'm taking a nap. So if that is you and you are listening and you do have an itch that you want to scratch and you do want to put yourself out there, do it. Hell yeah. Mm. You do have a voice. You are unique. Not even identical twins have the same fingerprint. So absolutely lean into it. And this is the world we live in now. Social, like when I first reinvented myself, I was, I had no presence on social media and I'm an introvert, which surprises people. But I understood the social media juggernaut that is. And it's an opportunity to, to have a voice, to get yourself out there and to leverage. Now, unfortunately, it gives everybody a voice. And some people, you know, don't necessarily have the nice things to say, but you'll filter mm -hmm. them out. If you're a creator and you want to put yourself out there, lean in and yeah. see how it feels and, and try it out. Try yeah. it on and see how you like it. Love that. Craig, man. What a beautiful conversation. Uh, I want you to take 
a few minutes and promote all your stuff. I want you to talk about your book, the podcast, the membership, the paradigm shift, your, you know, all the stuff. Go. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you insist, I would say the reinvention formula, which just hit Wall Street Journal bestsellers available anywhere you buy books. I'm really proud of this book because I don't believe it's niche. I believe it's for anybody that wants to play bigger, remove limiting beliefs, gain clarity, get better at building relationships, reinvent themselves, grow, and everything in between. And I think everybody can relate to those principles in some capacity. It's an easy read. Um, and I think that even like next generations will start to even appreciate the book a little bit more because it's so it's so simple. It's not easy, but it's simple, the stuff that we talk about. And I think some of the principles are timeless. And I'm just really proud of it, if I'm being honest. We also have the Audible. Um, if you're big on community, which I suggest everybody be, whether it's mine or somebody else's, find your tribe. Do life with, with like-minded people. It can only elevate you. We have the CLS membership. You can check that out on our website, cultivatelessingsymphony.com. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, CLS experience, really cool, really fun. We interview some really recognizable people, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, celebrities, and we talk all things mindset, what makes them tick, how to overcome obstacles, and just have some really, really deep conversations. Um, what else do we have going on? The Paradigm Shift with Melter every Saturday on Instagram at 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern Time. Really just come, come say hi on social media at Crexito underscore CLS. If you do like inspirational nuggets throughout the week, we have a free texting community you can join by texting 917-634-3796. Text the word Aaron so that I know you heard it here. If you like Aaron, you'll probably like me. We're birds of a feather. I love you, brother. That's why I love doing life with you. And most importantly, thank you for the conversation today. It's a really deep, special connection. And thank you for holding space. Man, thank you, Craig. Um, don't go anywhere, Craig. For all the listeners and the audience out there, I appreciate you. Stay inspired, everybody. Peace and blessings.